The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Jeff Boothman is a leadership and operations expert, coach and author with an impressive educational background, holding an undergraduate degree in finance and accounting and an MBA degree in operations. He's also a certified Six Sigma black belt. But what sets Jeff apart is his personal experience with T-cell lymphoma. Despite multiple surgeries, rounds of chemotherapy and radiation treatment and other complications he faced, Jeff approached his diagnosis and treatment with a determined and resilient mindset, which helped him to stay organised and recover with minimal stress. And now he's sharing his life-saving advice in his new book, How to Be a Cancer Patient, which is a must-read for anyone and everyone who needs it, from patients to healthcare professionals. And Jeff is on the line with us here. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. So thank you. Well, let's go back to the start really what was your experience with t-cell lymphoma and how did you manage to maintain a resilient mindset because you know for most people they'd maybe want to be hopeful but it's a maybe pessimistic time yeah no that's a great question so for me um it started out with something that really didn't seem to be a big deal right Mm. so i had a a tumor on the back of my leg and they thought it was probably just a fat tumor so as I started to traverse the medical system, I had a variety of different procedures uh, leading up to a surgery to remove it. And at that point, they had found out that it was T-cell lymphoma. So, um, and for me, you know, I'm usually a reasonably calm person. I don't get too worked up about things, but I found um, after I had had the surgery and I went in for my chemotherapy, I was a mess mentally. I mean, I was all over the place in it. And I didn't, I knew it wasn't very helpful to me being a patient, yeah. um, but I didn't quite know what to do about it. So uh, as I got through my treatment, I was able to reflect on it a little bit. And that's how I kind of came up with some of the principles in the book. Yeah. The stress element is important to the recovery as well, not just when you're receiving the treatment, but in the aftermath as well. You need to have some kind of respite, if you like. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. It's um, For me, I was much more effective in being a good patient, um, but also felt a lot less stressed once I was able to get myself mentally under control and being able to deal on purpose with a lot of the things that were happening during my treatment. So um, you know, a lot of people, the cancer diagnosis is a surprise, yeah. right? Nobody expects it. You just show up to the doctor and you say, oh, my stomach hurts. Or in my case, it was, oh, I have this tumor. I thought it would be a short-lived, you know, here's a quick surgery, off you go. Yeah. And here it was almost eight months from door to door to the 
first medical treatment to uh, the day they kicked me out of the uh, radiation therapy. So yeah, yeah. So you don't know when it's coming, and it's a little bit different than a lot of stressful things that occur in your life, right? Uh, you wake up and maybe your car doesn't start or things like that, but this is life changing and it happens on very short notice. So you don't have time to get ready. And it's a funny thing because it will happen to half of us in our yeah. lives. Yeah. I guess it's different, but it's always like the menopause in a way where it will happen to half of us, but nobody seems to talk about it and prepares yeah. you for it. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And that for me, so, you know, what's the first thing you do when you have some diagnosis, right? You go to the internet, which is, it, it is an absolute disaster. Yes. <laughs> right. You can find any kind of thing out there that'll tell you that you're going to die in five minutes to, yeah. uh, you know, you shouldn't be worried at all. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when I started going through that, what I didn't find was here's how you comport yourself and here's how you conduct yourself as a patient to do as good a job as you can as a patient. So that's kind of what I tried to land on in the book, you know, sometimes easier said than done and everyone's journey is a little bit different, but um, they all rhyme in terms of the stress and, and what they have to, you know, what each person has to experience just to go from mm. being diagnosed to hopefully getting well. And the thing of being a good patient is interesting because is that kind of not being difficult towards the medical professionals or is that kind of in another way? No, it's it's uh, it's a totally different way. I, I think the way I think of it is you have to be very active in watching what's being done to you. So Here's the story. My first day in the hospital for my chemotherapy. So each of my treatments were four days at a time. And then I was on the um, on the IV the entire time. So 96 hours at a time. The first day in the hospital, I gained almost 10 pounds. Wow. And I didn't, I'm like, well, you know, my, my wedding ring doesn't seem to want to slide around anymore. And I was having trouble breathing. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, you come to find out that I, you got pumped with a whole bunch of fluids just to make sure that if you had any bad reactions to the chemotherapy, you know, they would be able to do some uh, or make some different treatments on you. Right. But I really wasn't I wasn't paying attention to all the different things that were being done to me. First of all, just because you're like, oh, you know, you're there's all these lights flashing and you're hooked up to all these wires and all this kind of stuff. So once I think you're able to kind of slow things down in your mind, you can pay attention a lot better. And that's the part to where you can advocate for yourself, right? And you can really study what exactly it is they're doing to you. Those are the two key things, at least in my mind, as a patient. Yes, you have to be a nice person and you can't yell at the medical staff and things like that. But, right, you have a little bit of personal responsibility to do a good job yourself as a patient, at least in my mind. What was it that actually inspired you to write this book? Because did it happen while you were receiving treatment or did yeah. it happen much later? Kind of half and half. So I knew when I was in the hospital the first day that I, what I was doing and how I was reacting was awful. I knew yeah. it was wrong. I didn't know what to do about it, right? So I thought at that point, I'm like, okay, you know, there's probably a better way to do this. But then I remember one night, so um, I would I would take walks a lot on my floor when I was having chemo. And um, one night I remember walking around and there was this lady in her room and she was just weeping. And you're just like, oh, oh. you know, and it wasn't that she was having bad treatment. Her pain wasn't being managed. It was just the stress of it all had gotten to be too much. Right. So when you see that. 
least when I saw it, I'm like, look, if I get out and I have an opportunity to say something to somebody to help them, I'm going to do it. So that was kind of the genesis of the book. Um, and it took a lot longer than I thought because I didn't really want to deal with some of the, the harder emotional things, I guess, Yeah. Uh, right away. But um, perspective also helps a lot as well. So Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Yeah, that was a that was a big help, and also I had um, I had written blogs when I was in, kind of share with friends and family what was going on each day. So looking back on that, it was really interesting to see how I was thinking about things. And what are the main sort of key pieces of advice in the book that are maybe the most crucial for individuals yeah. going through a similar experience? Yeah, good, good question. So the the first thing is you have to get control of your thoughts, right? And easier said than done, right? Every single person I suspect that goes through cancer is going to think some terribly negative things, right? But to the extent you can recognize them for what they are and kind of turn them around, maybe isn't to something positive, but at least to neutral. So you can kind of turn down that noise in your head that says, oh, this is a big problem. Everything is terrible, right? Things are really bad going on right now. To the extent you can turn that noise down, then you're able to kind of function and advocate for yourself and pay attention to your treatment as a patient. And once you get to that point, then, you know, instead of the treatment running you, right, you're doing what you can to run your portion of the treatment. And that for me was a huge step forward. And that process probably took me, I'm going to say three or four days, but it wasn't, it wasn't particularly linear. Right. So I kind of would have good days in being able to think um, and get those kind of rotten thoughts under control and other days, you know, you kind of fall back into the patterns, but over time, and you really do have to work at it. uh, I was able to kind of get through that and just really focus on me doing a good job as a patient. And the book is called How to Be a Cancer Patient. And you would think from that title that it's just for people who are cancer patients. And of course, it's very much suited for them, but also healthcare professionals and maybe relatives of cancer patients or friends of them can read this book as well and get help from it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I look at it a little bit, it's almost like a platform, right? So on the one hand, it really speaks to the patient themselves. There's a section in the book that focus on somebody who is acting as an advocate for a patient. So say, you know, you have a, a parent that's elderly, maybe, and isn't able to kind of be active um, in terms of advocating for themselves. And they had to point someone else to kind of do that for them. So I speak yeah. to that portion of it. But I do think it's also very telling to the healthcare community as to what it actually feels like to be in the bed or in the chair or getting the chemotherapy 
um, in a pretty detailed level. And it also speaks to opportunities, I think, for them to go and reduce the stress that a lot of these patients feel. And how do you think your own experience with T-cell lymphoma has impacted your approach to coaching and advising others in your leadership and operations roles? Yeah, that's a good question. So I pay a lot more attention now to where I think someone is with regard to kind of their general headspace about anything. A lot of times it's change or stress, I guess, when you take, when you move it into kind of a management situation, right? But me trying to dispense advice or information when someone really isn't able to pay attention because they're stressed. So I'm, I think I'm a lot more aware of that now than I was just because I had to live through it myself and experience it um, and know that until you're at a place where you can receive that information, you're just not going to do a very good job. So um, that's one key lesson I think that I learned from from that in terms of relating it to kind of being a manager yeah. or a leader. Now, we've got to address the frog in the room because that's the <laughs> best phone I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to do your research, right? I got to know who I'm talking to. And I said, well, okay, look, you got about 10 or 12 <laughs> Muppets in the background. I had uh, one that was readily available. So uh, <laughs> nice. I, had to, uh, I had to bring it to the table and, and represent <laughs> to you, of course. Uh-huh. So Nice. Nobody's yep. ever done that to me before, I don't think. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> to be the yeah. first. So You know, I think awesome. Jim Henson had that exact phone. So yeah. that's oh, quite probably a million you know, I'm here in the States, I think, at yeah. some point. But yeah, yeah, still have it. Have you got plans for more books on the way? So, yes. Um, one, I think there's a huge opportunity to kind of give not necessarily instruction, but agency to more of a younger crowd, right? So in other words, to tell a a 10-year-old that's going through treatment that it's okay to ask as many questions as they need to feel comfortable, right? Mm. So there's that piece of it. Um, I think there's probably a spiritual component as well, but I'm not. I'm not particularly qualified to <laughs> to write that side of it. So I would have to partner with somebody. But I think. I think also I was looking into seeing if there's an opportunity to do some some research in terms of you know if you provide somebody a framework to manage themselves through treatment on day one. Do they experience less stress through treatment itself, right? And do like a, a proper academic study. So that's, you know, in the works. We're just trying to figure out the best format for something like that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. For this book, did you have to do any research, you know, not in that way, but just sort of Googling and things? Or was it purely based on your own experience? It was, I would say, 90% based on my own experience. Um, I had a friend of mine who's a, a trained and licensed psychologist who I bounced some ideas off of. Um, but for the most part, it was just to make sure that I wasn't performing any kind of uh, psychology malpractice by by the things I was recommending. <laughs> um, and, and really, it's just practical advice, right? None of this is in-depth. It's meant to be in a very conversational tone and, and written um, in a very plain spoken way. So the average person can pick it up and say, okay, you know, here's a tool, right? Every single thing that's in the book isn't going to resonate with them, but certainly some will. Um, So that, I mean, that's my hope, right? People can pick it up, read it, 
they can grab two or three or five things out of it that makes their life as a traverse cancer less stressful and a little bit easier. That's it. If I can make that happen, that's a win. Well, where are we able to find the book, How to Be a Cancer Patient, and keep up to date with you everywhere? Yeah, of course. So I have a website, uh, jeffboothman.com, easy enough to remember. And uh, the book is for sale um, pretty much all over Europe and in the US on Amazon. So yeah, so... It's good. It's good. It's been a lot. It's a big journey. Um, a lot going on in terms of trying to help get the word out, working with different foundations and whatnot. But yeah, so lots to do. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have yeah. you on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I was glad to show off my uh, Kermit the Frog phone to somebody who'd really appreciate it. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.